the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and everywhere you get your podcasts on demand. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like and come and join us in the chat, a.k.a. the Cover 3 tailgate. And this episode of the Cover 3 podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Championship week on deck. The final week of our season-long locks competition. So we begin, as we always do, with a look back at last week's results. Bud Elliott. Our leader in a, a strong week 13 for Bud. Seven and one. The, w- the wins were Tulane minus three, Michigan State first half, team total under five and a half, Miami minus uh, eight and a half, Florida State minus six and a half, Washington State minus plus 16 and a half, UCF minus 13 and a half, and Clemson minus seven. The only loss being the Iowa team total under 12 and a half. Seven and one for the week. Brings you to 72-54 and 54 for the season. Uh, what were the big uh, notes th- from Week 13? I mean, look, Tom put, Tom put Frankie in the ground. He was really gaining on me. I, 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 I had to slam the door, nail that coffin shut, and, uh, and, and put this contest away. Uh, I probably should have not had the hubris to say 12 and a half is fine when there were 13s out there with, with Iowa's team total because I would have put <laughs> I was, you know. Oh, gosh. Um, let me see. Uh, Wazoo is right side. FSU is kind of debatable. Miami, definitely right side. I'm glad they showed up. Like I, I will give Miami some credit. Like we, we dog on them as a program for quitting. That team, the actual players, have not quit. 
Like they they played hard in the final game. Um, so Tulane, maybe I don't know. I don't think Tulane. Like, Tulane was a little bit lucky, I guess, but not crazy lucky. Like the turnovers helped, but they definitely looked a lot more full strength than they had been. So pretty good. Yeah, I can pick it up right there. So I was two and seven. You know, I'd been humming along, doing my push the money around five and four, four and four, four and four, three and five, five and three. Now, this this is when a real bruised up week for your boy, two and seven. And UTSA played poorly. Like a lot of that is Tulane, but, you know, UTSA, if you were saying that Tulane might have been lucky, it's not like UTSA was unlucky. I could tell in that game that the Roadrunners weren't going to have it. Uh, that was a bar fight loss to Bud and Danny. I also took a lock fight loss to Danny. I was on Ohio State plus the three and a half. Um, Alabama first half minus seven and a half. That was a loss. Florida State, Florida over 49 and a half. That was a loss. Georgia team total over 41 and a half. Oak State, BYU under 56 and a half. And then West Virginia minus eight and a half. While they did win, Baylor showed up for a fight. Luckily, Got myself a lock fight win against Tom on that LSU team total as Jaden Daniels actually needed. Like, that wasn't even stat padding. They needed those touchdowns against Texas A&M. And then Iowa plus two and a half. I stand by it. Uh, better team. So that's uh, those are my two wins. Lots of losses. 53 and 59 for the season. So based on my card that I have prepared, finishing 500, which remember the R and ROI is for recreation. 500. <laughs> Still right there, uh, uh, available for me if I can turn it in. All right, Danny, eight and five. Discipline Danny. <laughs> Discipline Danny was left on the side of the road for holiday weekend. But, hey, that's a positive winning weekend when you've got eight Ws on the board. Tulane minus three. Michigan minus three and a half. The over 45 and a half in the game. Miami minus eight and a half. Florida State minus six and a half. Washington State plus 16 and a half. Texas minus 12 and a half. Jeez, never a doubt. Colorado plus 21 and a half. And then the losses were Oregon State plus 14. Arkansas plus seven and a half um texas a&m plus 11 and a half that one was close uh ucla minus nine and oklahoma state minus 16 and a half eight and five for the week get you back above 563 and 61 for the season what were the big takeaways uh the a&m one still hurts missed it by a half point felt like man that was you know um, for a while there look could have won the game outright but then uh Jaden daniels happened as we talked about that um UCLA was the one that was just one of those kind of like Oklahoma State UCF where sure it may not go your way but to have it go that direction was just a complete shocker that one's the one that's still like one of the worst bets of the week um 63 and 61 all right Tom a four and five week the wins were Kansas minus six uh Ohio State Michigan over 45 and a half Iowa plus two and a half or, and then Wisconsin, Minnesota under 43, taking losses on Virginia plus three against Virginia Tech, the LSU team total, the under 47 in Northwestern Illinois, and then Kentucky Louisville under 50 and a half. That was 38 31 on the final. Four and five for the week has you at 72 and 64 for the season. Um, how, how are we feeling as we turn our attention to championship weekend? It's our first losing week in a while. Felt felt strange. Didn't enjoy it again. Don't plan to do it again. Oh, that's right. As we turn our attention to championship week. Okay. Flushing week 13, championship week ahead. And so I ask you all, gentlemen, y'all ready to lock it up? Let's go. 
Let's do it. Since 2005, the under in games between service academies is 40 Nine and one. We're picking locks. Give me an over in this one as well. A little two for one special. Don't get these locks. I was a sicko last week. Y'all were watching the good games. I was live betting the hell out of ULM, Kentucky. My blue plate special five star locks are coming. Five star master lock. Lock it you up. You want these locks? I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. From the locking chair to your eyes and ears, we get started with the Power Conference uh, Championship Games. We're just going to go game by game here with the limited slate, see what kind of locks we have, any uh, other wagering thoughts as well. And so we'll begin on Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Oregon and Washington. Looking at it right now, Oregon around nine and a half point favorite, total around 65 and a half. Who's got a lock? Danny, is that all overs? Are you guys all pointing? Are you guys all with me pointing no, up? I, I'm, I'm pointing to the sky for it. Because I'm going over. Pass, it's a big pass, number. pass. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going over a um, couple different reasons. One, we know about Washington's defense, the issues they've had. Um, I think they're going to really struggle to slow down Oregon. So I think Oregon's going to score a ton of points. The other thing is, I think Washington, yes, they've been banged up, but I do think they scheme up pretty well, too. I think their receiving core is getting healthier. Um, and I also, so I think it'll be a higher scoring affair. If I had to lean, I'd probably land with Oregon. But I think Washington sort of, even if they get down early, I think they'll be throwing around. If it's back and forth, kind of like the first game, I think you can see that play out. But I also think Oregon would love to have style points. I don't know if they need them, but really to just emphatically kind of stamp their way in there just in case there's another one-loss scenario. Uh, so I think both these offenses are really good, but I think Washington's defense being a liability opens up the door for a lot of Oregon points. Fight. Fight, 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 fight. See, I kind of see this one going a different way. I, I look at this one, and I think Oregon's defense has improved since that first game and has been getting better and has been very solid the last few weeks. And Washington's offense has done nothing but get worse. So I think that what we've seen with the Huskies in recent weeks, and we've talked about it, like none of us think Michael Penix is fully healthy based on the way he's played and just based on the way Washington has looked. And they've begun leaning more on the ground game. I think they're going to try to run the ball more in this meeting than they did in the first one because I think that I don't think they want to get in a shootout with Oregon. I don't think they believe they can really keep up right now. So I think you're going to see Washington try to control the clock, limit overall possessions. And I think Oregon... I mean, defensively, like I said, they've been better. Offensively, I don't know that they really need style points. Maybe they do, and maybe that kills me here. Or maybe they just, if they're going for style points, it's probably a blowout, so I could probably still get home. Like, if it's like 42 to, you know, 20. So I I like the under 66, but I can get you 65 and a half for your over. So maybe we can get 65 and three quarters. Yeah, that famous middle number of 65 and three quarters, (laughs) which you always seem seem to see. Um, I'm not afraid to do it, Danny. I will. I don't want to play too much of it. Y'all know this song? Yes. Nowhere to run. Nowhere to hide. Martha and the Vandellas. It's a song that Dan Lanning plays and he wants it played in the stadium at the fourth quarter. Like, that's his message, and he gets them all grooving. And this Oregon team 
Because he says, this is it. There is nowhere to run. Everything that you've got, you have to leave on that field. I hinted at it, man. The mentality of this team is tremendous. They leave it all out there. There are no flaws. You can pick apart their strength of schedule. You can see that Oregon at 12-1 and could end up being the team that gets screwed or is the angriest about the college football playoff scenario. Ducks minus nine and a half. Let's go. They've been getting better. Washington's been getting worse. Two touchdown win. So did Dan hear that song riding around in the car with his mom or dad? Well, he's already, I mean, excuse me, I'm the on the young end of this crew, but like, yeah, absolutely. It's not Dan. <laughs> Just, Is it's Chip like, the youngest? I think, I think so. so. I don't know, 37? Like oh, yeah, only, I was going to say only by like a couple years, right? Okay. For we know how old Danny is now. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Danny, 45. 45. <laughs> 45. Lyrically, like, I get it. It's just <laughs> like tone of the song, even though the lyrics are saying it. It seems a little too bouncy to be like a scary song. I've, listen, I've seen I've seen the sidelines. Like, when it plays, the fans are like, what's this? But then the whole, like, Oregon <laughs> sideline, they start dancing to it. Like, it's, look, I'm uh, I'm, I'm in. We, we got controversy here. The chat is saying that Kirby Smart plays that for Georgia, and Lanning took that from them. Whoa. Sure. And you know what? I hope it works just as well for Dan Lanning as it does for Kirby Smart. <laughs> I'm joining Chip there in lock agreement with those ducks. All right. I might as well just keep it going. Oh. Just let, let Latifah go. Yes. Wow. Let's go. Why? I think Oregon I also hope that it goes better for them. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Danny. No, go ahead. No, I'm saying I, I hope the song works better for Oregon than Florida song, the Tom Petty, no, I won't back down, <laughs> won't be turned around. They play that before the fourth quarter. They get a little pissy because FSU played the war chant during it, which was actually hilarious with the little light show. And then Florida, in fact, was uh, turned around. They did back down. They did not gain a single – no play gained positive yards for them in that fourth quarter. So it was like Tom Petty is rolling over in his grave with Florida's offensive performance last week. Um, look, I don't think Penix is healthy based on how he's played. I don't have insider information on that, but that offense has not looked right for about six weeks. I don't know that Oregon is like a true top three type team on talent. I think they have a lot of really good players, but I do think they're a very high floor team. They're very trustworthy. They have a lot, like they don't have a lot of wasted possessions. Like they, Bo Nix with the high completion rate keeps things moving. Like even on drives where they don't score, they are moving it like they, they're, they're pinning folks deep. They, they, they play with a lot of juice. You mentioned style points to like leave no doubt about being in. You also could use some style points because uh, you want to get the three seed. You would rather have oh. somebody else play Georgia first, right? Like not, not that Michigan sucks because clearly they're really, really damn good. But you're going to be an underdog regardless of who you play in the playoff if you're Oregon, I believe. You'd much rather play Michigan in round one and hope that somebody can take care of Georgia. You know, so I think they need style points for that reason too. And I know they're gonna to want to get Bo Nix the Heisman. So yeah. it doesn't mean they're gonna cover this. I don't have a lot of stuff this week that I really love. So like just because I went seven and one last week doesn't mean you need to like pile in your cash here. It's a show. We have to make some picks. I will have something on this. This is not like a just unload the bank, you know, type situation. But I I do think Oregon has incentive to run it up if they have the opportunity and ability to do so. By the way, if Dan Lanning took that from Kirby Smart, hell yeah. 
Yeah. Wouldn't you copy? <laughs> yes. Wouldn't you use the same gimmicks that the two-time reigning champions currently have going? Oh, dang. Right here. Well, it's kind of like if when you started doing all the chains, like Miami had the original turnover chain. Like, it's like I think it's a little. If it's true, I think it's a little corny. If you just stole the song outright, like come up with your own dang song. So there's a lot of music out there. Songs. Well, well look, I will say that fundamentally. The uh, the backbeat of Motown music from the in-house band like provides that good like that stomp. So even though it sounds like all happy, I mean you you can't help it. I mean, there's a reason why it was so successful. Hitsville, USA, baby, let's go. All right, we turn our attention to Saturday, starting at noon Eastern time, Texas and Oklahoma State. This is the second largest point spread of the Power Conference Conference Championship games. Texas minus fourteen and a half. Over under right now around 54 and a half, maybe 55 still out there. Saw this touch 56 or 56 and a half yesterday. Buddy, we're totals bouncing. Uh, side has pretty much stayed the same as I've looked at it over the last 48 hours. Who's got a lock? Okay. Under. Are there, uh, what's the best I can get? For, um, let's see. Um, let me check 55? here. 55? Uh, there is 55 and a half at a couple spots. So, all right, let's go 55 and a half, you know, a couple different ways that that could end up eights and sevens. That's math. Um, Oklahoma state wants to run the football with Ollie Gordon. Texas's run defense is the best they've faced all year and very good. Texas has problems turning red zone opportunities into touchdowns. And how about this one? Big 12 championship game, historically an under. Maybe that's a little bit more from the previous era when it was always a rematch because you'd go round-robin conference schedule followed up by the conference championship game. But um, I believe it's 8 out of 10 because they started it right after they got shut out in that 2014 season. But um, it 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 is historically an under game. And so when I've got the matchup of... Um, Texas red zone, Texas run defense, and I've got the overall trend of the way that this game has gone. Uh, I'll stick with that. I'll go under. I I don't know if you know, but if you've heard, but like they, they've got the WWE crossover thing going on for this game. Are you at all concerned that somebody is going to hit the ref with a steel chair and then cheat for a couple minutes and nobody will know and they'll get away with it and you'll lose your bet? <laughs> you know... If that does happen, I'm just going to have to challenge the under to a rematch on pay-per-view next month. <laughs> I just want Brett Yormark at the end, if Texas wins and they hold up the belt, then he rips it away from him. He's like, no, this isn't the – you're not the real Big 12 champ because you're leaving. And he gives it to Oklahoma State, and they run out of there with it. Which, which commissioner do you think is going to be most pissed to hand the team the trophy <laughs> if it goes down? Your mark, Petiti, or Phillips? If it's Phillips to Louisville, he's putting no, his no, arm around so Jim like if, if like, the favorites win. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you see I mean, the Florida State graphic yesterday? Uh-uh. Yes, what? I did. About no. the TV ratings. Because <laughs> the game against Florida had like over – I can't remember the exact number, but this is an official Florida State graphic. It's like the game had over 5 million views. And it's like, I think there were three, they're like only three ACC games that didn't involve Florida State had more than 5 million viewers. 
I was like, damn, guys, just chill a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're not shy about it. Um, All right, anybody comment. else going in on Texas, Oklahoma State? I don't love that game. I don't yeah. love any of the numbers. They're weird. You know, if it was so, under two touchdowns, I'd go Texas. I'd jump on it, but. My only plan for this game is I'm hoping, like I said yesterday, I hope Oklahoma State scores first and the Texas money line comes out a little bit and I can hedge. When's the last time we had like a legitimate upset in this game? Like, hasn't it been chalky recently? Well, who well, was favored last year? No, but it was like a coin flip. It, it, it was like a two point. Oh, it was like a pick them or close to it. Yeah, like, like, like a three points. Like, when's the last time we had like a 10 point real? How about in here? any conference championship game in the playoff era? It really I hasn't remember, happened. I remember in 1996 when like Nebraska was like a 20 point favorite and lost to Texas, who was like eight and four that time. There was the AM Kansas State Jamar Toombs year. That sound right? Yeah. Who was the real big running back? Like, like the cut, like, like not oh, fast, but definitely like Javorski Lane. Guy. Was it Javorski Lane or Jamar Toombs? Somebody in the chat will know this. And, and if you're under the age of 35, you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> it's funny. Like, Javorski Lane wore the giant shoulder pads at the head in the day for some reason, but he really did not need them because he was already kind of just that big. <laughs> Dude, it was Jamar Toombs, six was foot two seventy five. Yeah, that is yeah. a run. That that's a hmm, okay. That's a serious running back right there. It's a lot of running back. Um, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, like TCU Kansas State wasn't Kansas State the favorite, like small short betting favorite, even though yeah, TCU like three was points or so undefeated. Yeah. Baylor when was Kansas State Oklahoma when uh, the little short guy for Kansas State like gave him hell. Sproles, um, yeah, Sproles. Excuse me. And that would have been 1990. That would have been oh. 2003. Yeah, that'd been or, early 2000s. Yeah, 2003. Yeah, that that was an outright upset, 35 to seven, when Oklahoma was number one in the country. Yeah, yeah, that had to be like a 10 point spread or more, I would think. Um, so everybody just leaving this one alone. Mm -hmm. If okay. I'm gonna play anything, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Oklahoma State's team total over. I, it's, it's it's 19. I just Jeez. Like opportunity for a concession score there, right? Like if Texas needs style points, they're probably still trying to score. It could lead to more possessions in the game. Um, Gundy's team has not laid that many eggs this year offensively. Like UCF was one and, you know, that was it. we kind of th thought it could happen. Uh, so they generally find a way to score points. Like there are certain coaches you're just like, all right, they're going to score some points typically unless they're just totally dominated up front. I'm just thinking of big running backs now. Just thinking of John Clay, Ron Dane. Oak State O-line's been better, by the way. Michael like Stein. a good bit better. I mean, they ran 88 plays last week and only allowed three tackles for loss. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Coming up on the other side, we continue our run through Conference Championship Weekend with our Conference Championship locks. We start on the other side with the SEC Championship Game. That and more, next. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. 
With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Saturday at 4 Eastern, we are set for the SEC Championship on CBS presented by Dr. Pepper. Old foes meet with huge college football playoff implications when Georgia faces Alabama. It's the SEC Championship presented by Dr. Pepper this Saturday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. And get your championship Saturday started early at 11 a.m. Eastern time with the CBS Sports SEC Watch Party featuring Roquan Smith. Baltimore Ravens linebacker and Georgia great. It's this Saturday, December 2nd, brought to you by Modelo, the mark of a fighter, 11 a.m. Eastern time, streaming live on CBS Sports' Facebook channel. Once again, that is the CBS Sports SEC Watch Party featuring Ravens linebacker Roquan Smith this Saturday, December 2nd at 11, 11 a.m. Eastern time, streaming live on the CBS Sports' Facebook channel. Bud and I are going to have so many questions for Roquan about the Bears. <laughs> Big Bears fans. That's yeah. right. That seems natural. Okay, so here we go. I mean, just the... Those horns now belong to the Big Ten. Thank you. All right, there's, I will do them. And now they belong to the Big Ten. And, of course, the Mountain West Conference because they're the CBS horns, not the SEC horns. So let's go. Um, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Alabama and Georgia... The SEC championship is on the line. Uh, the Bulldogs favored by six and a half, a total around 54 and a half. Who wants to get us started with a lock? I'll go. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the over. We, we kind of touched on it a little bit yesterday during the big game breakdown. It's like, I think, Bud, you said it's like one of those times where there's just so many guys on the field that it's just going to overwhelm, you know, the defense. And I do feel like that is that kind of a situation. And I do think that, while both of these defenses are very good, I also think that the offenses are pretty damn good, too. And I just look at the total, and I think, that's a little low. This Georgia defense is good, but it's not the same kind of level of Georgia defense that we've seen. I think Alabama will be able to move the ball. I think Georgia's going to be able to move the ball on this Alabama defense because while it's good, I haven't – I mean, it hasn't faced the best offenses. Like, when it went against Ole Miss, they were banged up and missing a bunch of guys. I think there's more wiggle room there than we have seen for the most part this season. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be really close. And I think if I'm taking the spread, I lean towards Alabama, but I just like the over more than anything here. Um, SEC championship game. Historic over game. Maybe it's the fast track. Got a lot of fast tracks out there, but I think it has more to do with what you said. There's just 
the the dynamic skill players that have been in the SEC and in the SEC championship game over the course of the last six or seven years have changed the calculus on this. And good offense will beat good defense. We have seen some elite offenses come through Atlanta on their way to the college football playoff. I do not think that Alabama's offense is elite, but its big play ability is right up there with anybody else in the conference. I do think that Georgia's offense uh, is elite. So I'm, I'm right there with you, Tom. I think this is a, this is a game that you're going to have to score to win. And I think both these coaching staffs know that. And while we look at Nick Saban and Kirby Smart as defensive savants, their time as national championship winning head coaches has informed them enough to know that sometimes these are the kind of games where you're going to have to be aggressive and not just get out there and play field position. So uh, I'm going over the 54 and a half. 53 and a half. Yeah. Give me the dogs. All right. Let them bark. I can get a five and a half too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it even better because that thing's been getting a, a little bit starting to run away from me a little bit. So I'm going to lock it in there at five and a half. I just think they're the better team. I think they've demonstrated that all season long. Um, you know, I, I get it's the iron bowl, but I thought you saw some, some issues crop up that have, you know, uh, Bama struggle with all season long in our big game breakdown. I said, if you can contain Jalen's uh, legs, which I think they'll do, I don't think they're going to shut them down, but I think they'll hold them probably to under 50 yards rushing and I think if they can take away the deep ball, they should have their way. And I'm not 100% sure this defense at Alabama is completely fixed. We saw issues against LSU and against Texas, the better offenses they faced with the better weapons. So I think Georgia wins. And I, I don't even hate an alt line. Ooh, I, I might hate an alt line. <laughs> I lean your way. I, I, I think Georgia in a competitive game where they're able to win by score sounds right. So I'm... I'm not locking it up, but the total is my favorite play. Like, what is is Alabama at Kentucky the best perf- all around performance the Crimson Tide have had all year? Maybe the second half of the LSU game. No, I think Kentucky because that game was over five minutes in. Yeah, the second half against Tennessee was was pretty good. First half was rough though. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you you play the first half of Tennessee in this game. Against Georgia, the deficit will be too big. You won't be able to come out of it. Oh, completely. Yeah, if if you play like you played against Tennessee or like Auburn, Georgia will smoke Alabama. Right. Like, and Bama like, needs to bring its A game. Um, let's see. And the best that we saw from Georgia probably is that run of Ole Miss-Tennessee back-to-back. Those last two games are probably the best all-around performances that we saw from the Bulldogs mm-hmm. this year. I mean, they killed Kentucky. They killed Florida. Missouri is the only team that even gave them a game, if you want to call it that. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. Ain't bad. Number one one team in the country has put together. I like them. I think they got a chance. A number of well-rounded performances. That's that's strange. (laughs) Missouri never had the ball with a chance to win, right? No. At the end? Mm -mm. Did Auburn? Has anybody ever had the ball with a chance to win against Georgia, if you think about it? Yeah, um, Auburn, it was tied, bud. So yeah. I don't know if Auburn had a, the ball with a chance to win. I think they had just scored. Georgia got the ball, and that's when um, Bowers did win all Greg Jennings and put the team on his back, though. 
Excellent reference. Yeah. I, again, there's not a st- lot of stuff I love this week. Um, I will lock up Georgia. All right. I, uh, specifically here, I, I think that this is by far the best secondary Alabama has faced. Alabama over LSU was one of my biggest bets of the year, like way outsized because I just I thought I was taking crazy pills, you know, with nobody else. Like not saying nobody else on the show, but just out there, like people just piling on LSU. Like, all four corners are out. Their best D linemen are out. Like who the hell's going to cover anybody? Kentucky secondary has been ass all year, right? Like A&M, the same thing. Auburn secondary, legitimately a little better. They blew a couple pretty important coverages, including that that bomb before the half. I expect all five Georgia secondary guys to be drafted and drafted highly. I think they're going to make Milrow earn the throws. I don't expect they're going to bust coverages like some of these teams have against, uh, against Milrow. So we'll see how consistent he can be throwing the ball. I mean, I think that's Georgia's main goal. Don't give him freebies, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll, we'll see. Like Bama's done a great job scheming around Milrow, but you know, I, I, I have a hard time getting like preseason notions out of my head about what the, what the staff thought about a guy. The fact he brought in Buckner still carries a little weight with me. I think he's gotten better. I uh, like no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, just, you're admitting the bias too. So like, definitely credit yeah. for showing all your cards there. But he he has improved. And like Danny, you can either say I'm wrong, but some of that has to just come with being able to get live reps, right? Just like yeah, getting 100%. out there and getting yeah. comfortable with the role. Do you remember how mad I was when they benched him after you know just two games? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what what are we doing here? You got to get him time, get him you know rhythm to go out there and, and let him get his feet under him. So. Yeah, to your point, we should allow players to get better. He's absolutely improved. Um, Jordan in the Cover 3 tailgate, not producer Jordan, but Jordan H. in the Cover 3 tailgate says, Lad McConkey anytime touchdown at plus 115. If you don't think Big Bad Lad is showing up big in a big game, lad. come on. It's going to cook in him. Um, also, speaking of the Cover 3 tailgate, like just quick little selfish note here. I apologize in advance, but um, I was at a daycare pickup yesterday and my three-year-old is in the process of uh, negotiating this piece of candy corn that he has found on November 29th on the sidewalk. He's about to put it into his mouth and I hear somebody say, Chip Patterson? And they hold their fist out and I'm like, you know, sitting there negotiating. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, love the Cover 3 podcast. So I gave him, you know, a little fist bump and went on his way. And I, I didn't even get a chance to catch your name. So next time we run into each other, uh, I owe you a chat and I appreciate you listening. But I was just trying to make sure this month-old candy corn that got scraped up off the sidewalk didn't get into <laughs> the old's mouth. Uh, <laughs> next time, that's hopefully not the case. While we're doing shout-outs, because I know we don't have a million locks this week, shout-out to the Wednesday League at Stony Brook Golf Club. That's my dad's league, and they all watch. So, like, nice tens of listeners coming from there. So, shout out, guys. <laughs> Stony Brook Golf League. Let's go. All right. Well, bud, let's stay selfish. Let's take it to Charlotte, North Carolina. Let's, let's, let's talk about the Knowles. Let's do. Let's do. So, right now, I'm looking at our friends from FanDuel Sportsbook. It's still sitting right there on two and a half. Total sitting at 47 and a half. Does anybody have a lock for Florida State and Louisville? I know Tom does. He's just, he just, I can see it all over his face. You don't, don't want to know? I'm on the over. Nothing on this Big Ten title game here. <laughs> well, it's a 47 and a half. That's a, that's a, that's a Big Ten number if I've ever seen one. Um, yeah, I'm on the over. I just, 
Mike Norvell, Jeff Brom, big game, everything on the line. I just I see too many explosive plays. And I was scouring through the Florida State game notes, um, working on a story previewing the the championship game. And like Florida State's pass defense numbers are awesome. But Bud also, you know, let something drop in Wednesday's big game breakdown. It's like, okay. So let's go look at the quarterbacks and the passing attacks that uh, Florida State has, has gone up against. And Florida State plays a lot of man. And Jeff Brom probably has some good man beaters in the playbook. Try to give those easy crossing routes that if Plummer can deliver it on time, could turn into 45-yard touchdown plays. So um, I just, uh, every way that I cut this, uh, Florida State also very good uh, special teams in terms of return game. You know, you could sneak a, a touchdown or a short field that way. Just uh, kind of similar to my, um, not obviously the same as the SEC, but you just, you game this out. You consider the stakes and the teams and the coaches involved. And I just, I see more points than this. So I'm going to go over 47 and a half. If that's my best number. <laughs> Let the children sing. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think, Rodemaker, the offense, I think they'll play better than they did last week. I think they'll get off to a better start. I love the weapons that they have, but I also think Louisville's been doing a pretty good job against, you know, pretty good defenses, putting up a lot of points. They just happen to get the stops. Like, I mean, they did get in a little bit of a shootout with Miami, scored a ton of points against Kentucky. I think you'll see, like, we talked a lot about it. Jeff Brom's really good. So is Jack Plummer. He's more than capable of putting up some points. So. I like the over too. That's probably my favorite play in the game. Yeah, the the rain scares me a little bit on that, but like, yeah, it, it shouldn't and cold, be right. It's supposed to be a little chilly, but it shouldn't be insane. Um, I, I you guys will know early in the downs if this is going to hit. Louisville is really good at creating explosive plays on early downs. Oh. Their their pass pro in obvious passing situations is a problem, um, and that is one reason why I do like FSU this weekend. So I, I will lock it up. Uh, Jared Verse looks healthy to me, and he is absolutely ripping. And that's a problem because Pat Payton is very good as well. And they they have had much to the consternation of FSU fans this year. They have rotated their defensive line like crazy. There will be drives in like the second quarter in which they put their twos or their, their two and a halves at times in, and they'll give up a, a drive. And people are pissed about it. However, how many snaps did Jared Verse play this year? Like 400. There are definitely parts of this FSU team that are banged up as hell. You know, like I think a lot of the skill guys are, are playing through stuff. I mean, you can kind of see it. Like Keon probably houses that pun against UF if he's 100%. Yeah. But I do think FSU's defense, like the numbers are inflated or deflated, whatever, whatever direction you want to go with that because of some of the quarterbacks they've played. But I do think the D line's for real. Mm hmm. The. 35-31 was the score when these two teams played last year when Tate Rotomaker came off the bench in the second quarter, led three second-half scoring drives and a come-from-behind 35-31 win. That was a different coaching staff for Louisville. You know, With all the portal work, a lot of new faces, different quarterback included, but still just in terms of you know trying to vibes this on the margins, Tate, see, Tate has played against Louisville, and Tate has had success. So... Um, by the way, yes, let the children sing with Bud, too. Oh, <laughs> yes, <on. laughs> that go by. I had to get my, get my pick in here, too. I do, I mean, I, 
again, the line before they saw Rodemaker in Gainesville was Florida State by six and a half, seven. And then because of, you know, a half a bad play, like we're just ready to say, oh, Florida State, you know, they're going to look awful in this. I think he plays much better in this game now that he's got a game under his belt, settled. It won't be as hostile an environment. It's neutral. Like the weather's, you know, concerning, but that's where I think you can get Trey Benson going even more. That's a cold stadium when it gets rainy. Dude, it is. They, they got to move this out of Charlotte, right? No. I mean, like, I love it. all the other power five leagues have, have climate controlled or at least like not cold ass weather. And this is like. Although I saw a Virginia wet. Tech BC ACC title game in Tampa that had about 12 people there. So, yeah, maybe. I was say you were the only ones that saw it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I believe it's the seventh ACC championship game appearance. Does that sound right for Florida State? I think so. Sounds about right. Six or seven with four wins, something like that. Um, any yeah. anything else on Florida State Louisville? Tom, you got a got a thought? Nope. <laughs> I lean towards the over, but I this is a live betting game. I mean, and especially too because I I don't anticipate Michigan Iowa being very competitive for long, and these games will be going on at the same time. So this will definitely be my Saturday night getting ready for the reaction show live bet extravaganza. Yeah, you could you could work hedge this, which would be to bet the over because then if it comes under, we get started faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I you- just it's <laughs> it's just trying to figure out Tate Rodemaker and Jack Plummer. I don't know. I've got nothing strong either way. The other game going on uh, at that time. Whoa, we got some Iowa action out here. Is that, are we seeing 21 and a half? Do we? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's coming in. (laughs) Limits went up and all of a sudden that Hawkeyes money's coming in. So right now for the big 10 championship game, Michigan and Iowa, I'm, I'm seeing Michigan at 21 and a half. Maybe you want that chip line value. You'll take it at 23 and a half anyway. A total sitting at a 21 and a half point spread and a total of 34 and a half. What a world. Who's got a lock? I do. All right. Under 35 and a half. Uh, it's, I think the Iowa team total was six and a half. I was very much considering just messing around with that. I probably will in, in the real world. I'm not going to lock it up here. Uh, but I just, I, don't expect Iowa to score a whole hell of a lot of points here. And as we've discussed, Michigan has no real need to run up the score or do anything special. Like if Michigan goes up 21 to nothing, game's over. They're just going to sit. They're going to rest guys. They're going to get ready for the playoff at that point because there's no way in hell Deacon Hill and that Iowa offense are overcoming a 21-point deficit at any point. So my only fear here is short fields for Michigan and turnovers because you know, Deacon Hill does get loose with the ball. He does take sacks. He does throw interceptions, and it could be problematic, and it could lead to defensive scores like we kind of saw last week. But I don't think – I honestly, with the way Iowa's offense plays, I could probably survive a defensive touchdown in this game, even at 35-and-a-half. So give me the under. I could not survive an Iowa defensive touchdown because I am taking Iowa team total under six-and-a-half. <laughs> I'm – I'm, I'm playing that game. I want to, I want to feel alive. Nothing, 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 nothing gets the juices flowing for your championship week reaction pod. Like any trip. Well, actually, you know what? 
let's see. I don't think because remember we saw Grant chase that uh, guy down from like fifty yards. So I think that for Iowa to even have the explosive run that they just kind of rip off because of a, a missed assignment, I think they've got to get it inside the forty-five. I don't think they'll be able to take it even on an explosive run just because of the way that Michigan's defense would be able to recover with that athleticism. So anytime they get the ball, if they will, to the 35 or closer, I'm going to sweat a little bit. It'll, it'll feel good. So, yeah, Iowa team total under six and a half. So the chat is calling for my theme music. I will oh, as well. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for mode. Let's go. A little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass. That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode. So I didn't line shop very well last week for my Iowa team total. But now I'm scanning my spank odds, and I'm seeing a really important number here. And I would normally not say this, but two and a half for that first half Iowa team total to me is important here because of a couple ways Iowa could score, which are unconventional. Number one, a safety. Like, do we think a safety is more likely than a touchdown for Iowa? Yes. Yes. No, but close. Okay. <laughs> like, now, they also could block a Michigan extra point and return it. I would hate to lose a team total under of a half when I could have bet two and a half. A couple books have two and a half out there. Give me that Iowa first half team total under two and a half. No offensive points for for uh, for the Hawkeyes in the first half. In fact, actually, that, that's a good idea. I'm going to look for props on that, like safeties to be scored in this game. Because I do think yeah. that there is a much higher chance of a safety in this game than most games. Good punting. Mm-hmm. Fox executives are like hating this show right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. Man, you guys, I really kind of want to take a prop. Deacon Hill's passing yardage prop. 104.5. Under. I know. I, uh, These have been a gold mine to bet, bet over <laughs> because he gets a lot of meaningless yards. Yeah, he does. Right? Like, but I don't know. I don't know if this is the game I want to do that. No, right. I mean, look, it's going to be seven for 11 for 89 yards. That's a stat line. It was like 97 against Minnesota. I was like, Okay, how many third and 17s is he going to throw over 12 yards? Quite a few. Like, it's meaningless. They allow it. It still counts. You punt. You do it over again in about six more plays. How many three and outs and turnovers for Iowa? Ooh. Um, Over, under, five Nine. and a half. <laughs> no, they could have five and a half three and outs. Three and outs plus turnovers. I'm going to set the over under five and three out rate. Yes, they went over. I can't remember what it was, but in like in conference play, it was nearly sixty percent of their possessions were three and out for a while there. I think it's improved since because the schedule's lightened up a little bit. But this was not too long after the Penn State game. I remember tweeting this stat because it blew my damn mind. All right. Anything else on Michigan Iowa? Nobody else wants to swim in the sicko pool. Well, you know. One thing, you know, maybe the reason the money's coming in on Iowa right now is because people are wondering if Jim Harbaugh's forgot how to be a coach sitting out so much <laughs> this season. This is his first game back. Might be a little rusty to start. You mean Chicago look- Bears head coach Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> yes, Chicago Bears head coach Jim Harbaugh. 
I think Kevin a lot of people Warren, invent models. Kevin Warren yeah. and Jim Harbaugh just coming in. That'll, into class. that'll go great. It is kind of hard to get to this number if you're just betting like power ratings with some kind of pace adjustment, right? Like if you call Michigan like a 27, right, right. And, and Iowa's like a negative two, all right, that's 29, there's really no home field, but you're pace adjusting this thing down, like, like you're chopping like, you know, 20% off that, right? So, you know, I, I that makes it about 22. I think what's hard in these games is – like the tilting of the field and you have to find a way to account for like the extremes in field position. I mean, Michigan might run more plays in Iowa territory than Iowa runs plays mm-hmm. stuff like, like weird stuff like that, you know? And that's the thing. Cause like it's changed a little bit as the schedule's gotten harder at the end of the year, but this is a Michigan team that was going slow as hell to start the season in these games where they were already in control. And they won't be in this one. I don't think so. You don't think they're going to go slow in this game? No, I'm saying they won't be in control. Oh, they'll be in control. I think they'll, yeah, I think they'll dominate. Oh, Iowa sorry, I misheard. I thought you were saying Iowa going slow. You're no, 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 no. Michigan, Michigan is the slow team. Slow. Yeah. yeah. This is also the thing, like, there has not been a whole lot of games where Iowa actually has to try. And I don't mean like they that they've been, like, just mailing these games in. But I mean, like, they can stay within their shell mm-hmm. in most of these Big Ten games. Most. But when they do get behind, that means like the worst aspects of their team have to be utilized a lot more. And like that, I think, is probably where this thing gets blown open. You know? We will see. Coming up on the other side, we continue our run through the conference championship weekend with Liberty, New Mexico State, Toledo, Miami, Ohio, Boise State, UNLV, SMU, Tulane, App State, Troy, and our Moneyline Sprinkles. Next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Back here on the Cover 3 Podcast, let's look at what we got on the board so far. Bud said he only had two locks, but daggum, we're halfway through the show and he's got four. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Uh, Oregon minus nine and a half. Georgia minus five and a half. Iowa first half, team total under two and a half. And Florida State minus two and a half. I've got Oregon minus nine and a half. The over 53 and a half in Alabama, Georgia. The under 55 and a half in Oklahoma State, Texas. The over 47 and a half in Louisville, Florida State. And the Iowa team total under six and a half. Danny's got Oregon minus nine and a half, Georgia minus five and a half, the Oregon Washington over 65 and a half, 
the Louisville, Florida State over 47 and a half and Florida State minus two and a half. And Tom is on Iowa, Michigan under 35 and a half, Alabama, Georgia over 53 and a half and the Oregon, Washington under 66. Can I go back for one second? Sure. I forgot to mention, even though we were talking about props, just another bet for the Michigan-Iowa game. Blake Corum is two touchdowns shy of tying Anthony Thomas's career rushing touchdown record at Michigan. If there's anything that they have to, quote-unquote, play for late in this game, just maybe consider Blake Corum two touchdowns or more prop. That's got to be a good payout, too, I'd imagine. It's about 130, depending on where you are, but still. Oh, shoot. The odds makers know it, too. Well, Blake Corum scores a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> they, they didn't. They didn't adjust Malik Neighbors enough last week. No, I mean, he was going. For, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. On Friday, it's not just going to be the Pac-12. No, no, no. Rich Waltz, Aaron Taylor, Amanda Guerra on the call on the Mothership CBS Sports Network as Liberty plays host to New Mexico State in the Conference USA Championship game. Uh, currently looking at a spread of Liberty, minus 10.5 or 11, over under around 56.5. Who's got a lock for Cayusa? I don't, but I'm sure Amanda is relieved she won't miss an Oklahoma game this weekend. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to make sure she gets wind of that. Oh. We have to. She's probably traveling today, so we'll get yeah. it out. Hopefully, she'll listen to it. She's a she's a listener. Yeah, I think it's a good number. You know, I I, I wanted to bet Liberty, but tens never showed. You know, I, I I would bet some Liberty at ten, but I'm sure the whole world would too, right? I, I think Liberty's pretty damn good, and the quarterback is is legit for that league, and, and they're really well coached. But uh, I, so Question. is New Mexico State. Yeah. Question. Can Liberty get into a New Year's Six? Yes. If Tulane loses, loses, yeah, they would be the highest ranked. Mm -hmm. So, so like, and they won't know because they they have to run it up. They would love to run it up. I'll go ahead and lay them. I I don't have enough discipline like Bud does. I need to catch him. I need I need bets on the board. Lay them with Liberty. I think New Mexico State's really good. Pretty good quarterback matchup if the weather is dicey. I trust Salter's legs better than I do uh, Diego Pavia. Uh, so I'll go ahead and take uh, Liberty and Lamb. Did you call him Diego Pavia? No, Diego. Diego. I was more I was worried about say, his last name. Like, wow. <laughs> wow, Danny, I'm sitting right here and you're calling a guy a Diego. Jeez. I don't think so. I didn't mean to. I hope not. I don't want to get canceled on here. Okay, on I our dang I'm giving you permission on behalf of all Italians. On behalf of if all Italians. If he gets Danny canceled. Oh, man. <laughs> That's right. Um. I'm seeing a Liberty team total at 34 and a half. Ooh. I'm going to go Liberty team total over 34 and a half. Uh, similar mindset. You know, what, when we've seen Liberty have anything, for the most part, hold on, let me make sure, fact check this myself in real time. Liberty's close calls have not been low scoring, you know, rock fights. Mm-hmm. Like the closest that teams have come to Liberty, uh, Sam Houston. They do put throw you down in the muck, but for the most part, like yeah, they they've had to sweat it out a little bit. But they are out there putting up thirty eight plus in each of their last one, two, three, four, five, six games. Yeah, with the style points, every motivation, all that stuff. Let's go Liberty team total over thirty four and a half. Don't hate it. 
been a weird defense for New Mexico State this year. I, I think they're really well coached. Def- like, I think they're really actually pretty awesome on both sides of the ball coaching wise. You realize that for, that first week score against UMass was 41 to 30? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I, if they play that again and they, they, they post that same total, I'm putting my house on the under. Right. Like, it was like week zero. We had yeah, nothing. I, I remember because that was, I think, my first lock of the season was New Mexico mm-hmm. State in that damn game. I, they held FIU to 17. They held Sam Houston to 13. Uh, they held UTEP to 7. LaTeX to 24. Middle to 7. Uh, Western to 29. You know, Auburn obviously held them down. And Jacksonville State, you know, pretty decent effort this weekend. I, like their defense has been playing much better. I I lean towards Chip there, though. I I do think Liberty is a different animal than than really all those teams they just played. And good job on Pavia too, Danny. You got that? Yeah, nailed yeah. that. You nailed that. I you just, said, just I am in the uh, the studio for this game, the pregame, and I, I'm, now I'm going to slip up because Tom planted that seed. <laughs> it's like definitely. Now, you're going to be on real TV. You're going to be on the mothership. <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah, Diego Pavia, because I was calling yeah, him Pavia earlier right. in the year, but it's Pavia. Yeah, between me and Tommy DeVito, it's just everything. Your brain's all scrambled right now. There's so much Italianness going on in the football world. <laughs> That's right. All I right. do need to work in the what a what a throw that was. <laughs> the DeVito hey. celebration. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take it on into Saturday noon Eastern time, Ford Field in Detroit. It is the reigning MAC champions, the Toledo Rockets, going up against Miami, Ohio. Uh, as we mentioned in near the end of Big Game Breakdown yesterday, like you, you do wish that Brett Gabbert was in this game, and we were getting Miami at its full strength offensively. But Chuck Martin, man, that dude has just been rock solid in terms of consistency over the last couple of years. Uh, seven and a half is the spread over under a forty-three and a half. Who's got a lock? I do. Okay. Uh, you said seven and a half is the spread. That's what I'm seeing right now. Uh, I see some eights out there, and I am going to be taking Avion Smith, Chuck Barton, and the Miami of Ohio Red Hawks plus eight. Because, I mean, Smith has, he's not Brett Gabbard. He has not been as good as Brett Gabbard overall, but Miami's been just fine overall without Brett Gabbard. And although they haven't played a team as good as Toledo, as we've gone over a billion times on this show, just it's hard to trust Toledo when they're a big favorite because they've let you down so often. They play to their opponent way too much, and I do think this Toledo team has been better this year at that, but I also really, really like Chuck Martin, and I know this team is going to be fired up for this game and ready to go and ready to shock the world, so give me the Red Hawks plus eight. Hi, man. Oh, wrong board. <laughs> Eric K did not sweat through all those bad years to see them not cover eight points on Ford Field. Mm-hmm. Let's go! No, the, I'm the um, affection that I have I've had to this Miami team and the the way that they've been able to continually find ways to win, overcome adversity, combined with a general distrust of Toledo, a low total. A game that I, I do think is going to, if you wanted to take the under 43 and a half, I don't hate that either. But, you know, right there in one of my you know, time tested principles, underdog with a low total, if it's going to be that kind of game, then you're going to have a chance to at least have it be a one score game. Seven and a hook, I mean, was all, almost auto fire. But, uh, but even after a second look at it, a deeper dive, I'm going to stick with it. Miami plus the points. 
Um, I'm gonna fight you too. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's right. Fight. 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 I'll lay the seven and a half with Toledo. Don't forget they played earlier, only one by four, but that was with Gabbard, who I do think is a better quarterback, who struggled in that game with only one point. And I am shocked. Tom, maybe their best performance of the season was going toe-to-toe with your fighting Illini coming up just short. Mm-hmm. Their only blemish on the season. That's right. The Illini were I too trust, strong. I trust Finn and the big play offense to come through. Let's go. Snap in the pool. Ooh, I, need catch, I need to catch Tom, too. No. I oh. Look, I just – I bet Miami-Ohio a good bit, and they're a good team, and the defense is unreal – and, and, and Gage, Gage is a really good receiver. But I feel like an idiot instantly every time I bet Miami-Ohio because their quarterback play is so bad. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, just the feel, Even when you cash, it's like, oh, this is horrible. What am I doing? So I I may have something a little later in this game. But we'll, we'll see. Interesting. All right. I like to hear that. All right, let's take it out to Las Vegas Allegiant Stadium where UNLV will be playing host to Boise State in the beep, beep, boop, boop, pop, pop, computer-decided Mountain West Championship game. What was that noise again? Beep, beep, boop, boop, pop, pop. Um, Sounds like punt. Star Wars. <laughs> that, yeah, that's... Uh, that's that comes from child lingo yes uh unlv two and a half point underdog at home to the surging boise state broncos who ever since the firing of andy avalos have really turned things around finished the season with a couple of wins including victories over other contenders to jump up in the mountain west standings over under a 58 and a half who's got a lock okay um Boise State, obviously, running through Ashton Genty is going to be the game plan. Like, he is a tremendous running back. And it's specifically going to be a big part of the game plan, too, because you're going up against a UNLV defense that gave up 344 yards on the ground to Air Force at 5.5 yards per carry and followed that up with 233 yards on the ground to San Jose State at 5.8 yards per carry. So if I'm Boise State, I'm breaking this down. And while the actual method is not exactly like Air Force or just like San Jose State, buddy, we have found something that we are going to try to exploit. On the flip side of this, we are talking about uh, a Boise State team that if you're going to say offense, defense, where's the strength? I mean, it it is on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, you know, they are, you know, doing a decent enough job, at least in terms of making sure that you're not ending up bad on the, the wrong side of the turnover battle, but uh, kind of a, you know, not enough of a strength for me to think that it is going to be something that I want to ride with and take the Broncos, especially in this spot. So I think Boise State's going to be able to move the ball on the ground against UNLV. I think UNLV is going to be able to move the ball on Boise State. So give me the over in this one. You know, I have um, I noticed a little trend here. I have a lot of favorites this weekend. Usually you do see those favorites kind of come through. But I'll take the home dog in this one UNLV on the season 10 and two against the spread. Mm. They're also five and zero against the spread as a dog. Um, 
I'm not sold on Boise State just yet. A little too volatile for me. So I'll take UNLV and the two and a half. Uh, I, I, I don't dislike that play at all, Danny. Uh, that's probably where I would be if I was locking anything up on this one because, like you mentioned, Ashton Genty Chip. He's words are he's going to be entering the portal. I don't, I don't think that's going to affect this game, but it might affect this game. Uh, and then. You look at Boise State, they've had a very strong finish to the season, but this is a team that on the road lost to Colorado State, on the road lost to Fresno State, and while it won three straight to finish the regular season, they played New Mexico, Utah State, and an Air Force team that was not the same Air Force team that we saw earlier in the year. Granted, UNLV has had an easier schedule than a lot of Mountain West teams too, which is part of the reason I put that future in on them to begin with. So it there there are a lot of unknowns in this game. I do trust UNLV more, though. All right. What about uh, SMU Tulane, the American Athletic Conference Championship game? Kickoff at 4 p.m. Eastern time from Yulman Stadium in New Orleans. Who's got a lock? Tulane minus three and a half. All right. Just think they're better. I mean, I, I, I think that they're definitely better at the quarterback spot. I think they're better on the offensive line. I do think SMU's defense is pretty legit, which I think will be the one thing that keeps this from being, you know, from getting out of hand. Like I don't I don't expect it to be a blowout, but if if the offense is it gets off to a slow start without Preston Stone and isn't really able to put up points and keep stay within the range of this one, I do feel like there's a possibility that defense could break in the second half and Tulane runs away with it. So give me Tulane minus three and a half. No, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it's priced in. Okay. Nothing else there. I'll take an under. All right. I think without Preston Stone, I think Tulane's defense could really present some challenges to SMU. Um, so I'll go ahead. I'll take the under. Um, I believe this is also at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Yes. Uh, in Troy. App State as the visitor going up against the Trojans. Troy, now a five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Mountaineers, over under a 52-and-a-half. Who's got a lock? Everybody looks at Bud. Yeah, Troy boy. Are you throwing it down? <laughs> yeah, I am. All right, cool. <laughs> What's the best number I can get on this? I, it'd be hilarious if Bud's like, yeah, give me App State. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I, it was six and a half at the beginning I see of the five week. and a half. Out I'm seeing there. five and a half right now. Yeah, I I, uh, I know that App State's defense has improved, yada, yada, whatever. Um, I I think Troy has some touchdown scores, and they, they've been able to score pretty well this year. So, I'm going to go ahead and go uh, Troy team total over 28 and a half. Um, I just, I, I think App will probably score on Troy a little bit. And I, I definitely think Apple answer with some scores. Or sorry, Troy will answer with some scores. Uh, let the children sing. I'll be the Troy boy as well. <laughs> but I'm also going to throw in an under on this game as well. I'm gonna lock You're betting up. team total over game under? Instead no, 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 of betting just, Troy? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Give me the robot sound, but with, with my brain breaking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm taking under on the game. But you're but taking the over on team total and the under on the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bud's not so doing Troy. Troy. He's only oh. doing team total. 
I am just taking Troy to win oh, and cover. Okay. I'm right, taking Troy enough. minus five and a half. Okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I sorry, thought you were sorry. playing I Troy team you total over. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you tried to like same game parlay that, the book would be no. like, no. 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 Just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is anti-correlated, but like, yes, it, it, it's yeah. possible. You could thread the needle. You could, but it's just, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so two, DK two for one special. You got uh, Troy minus the points and the under at 52 and a half, 53. What are we thinking? 53 and a half, right? It's out there. 53 and a half. Uh, right. Yep. Yeah, what? Uh, Dustin in the cover three tailgate. Watch that hit. <laughs> the, the chat thinks that Danny Perrier is something else today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Topo Chico. Topo, Topo, yeah, yeah. Topo Chico yeah. is delicious. Absolutely. All right. Coming up on the other side, our money line sprinkles for championship weekend. Next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them. And easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. All right, let's uh, let's do a quick review of the board that we have for week 14 before turning the page to Moneyline Sprinkles. Uh, Bud's got Oregon minus nine and a half, Georgia minus five and a half, Iowa first half team total under two and a half, Troy team total over 28 and a half, and Florida State minus two and a half. I've got Oregon minus nine and a half, Alabama, Georgia over 53 and a half, Oklahoma, Texas under 55 and a half, Miami, Ohio plus eight, Iowa team total under six and a half, Louisville, Florida State over 47 and a half, Liberty team total over 34 and a half, and Boise, UNLV over 59. Danny's got Oregon minus nine and a half, Georgia minus five and a half, Oregon, Washington over 65 and a half, Toledo minus seven and a half, Florida State minus two and a half, and the Louisville, Florida State over 47 and a half, plus Liberty minus 10 and a half, UNLV plus two and a half, SMU Tulane under 47 and a half, Troy minus five and a half, and the Troy App State under 53 and a half, and Tom Scott. Iowa, Michigan, under 35 and a half. Alabama, Georgia, over 53 and a half. Oregon, Washington, under 66. Miami, Ohio, plus eight. And Tulane, minus three and a half. Last week in Moneyline Sprinkles, we had, let's see, Chip cashed Iowa. Um, Danny cashed Iowa. And that was, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. So right now... Danny still the sprinkle king 21 and 27 on sprinkles at plus eight at plus 8.12 units currently uh, narrowly in second place at 11 uh, narrowly to the everybody else not Danny 11 and 28 at minus 1.08 units then Tom 17 and 36 at minus 5.63 units and then Bud at 12 and 32 
at minus 6.8 units. Danny, what are our sprinkles? I'm going to sit back and watch <gasps> you guys do it. Wow. I am. I take right, right from the soccer playbook. I have parked the bus. I am going to sit back and watch you guys have at it and try to catch me. I, I, I don't love a lot of the dogs. I honestly don't. I just don't. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> <laughs> if you really like, you guys should probably guilt me into taking you on. LB. All right, give me UNLV. What can I get you? No, no, I want it. I want it. Forget it. I'm taking him. Home dog. Give me UNLV. All right. Well, let's go. That's that's. That's done. I've got five sprinkles, Danny. I've got five sprinkles. All right, here we go. Uh, Let's start. uh, They're all on Saturday. Um, Miami, Ohio, plus 260. Uh, Oklahoma State, plus 500. Alabama, plus 172. UNLV, plus 116. Louisville plus 118. And we had to get some sprinkles out here before we could say that this Moneyline Sprinkle segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. This really isn't fair. But how can you, of the wouldn't it be hilarious sprinkle, not have Iowa as one of your sprinkles? Because that's what Kirk Ferentz said. I mean, that was his comment said, wouldn't it be funny? If we played and ruined everybody's playoff, like he took your line and stole it. How can you not take it? You scared him, Chip? You scared Kirk Ferentz? Throw Iowa on there as well. How are we going to cash Iowa team total under and a money line sprinkle? Wait till we thread that needle, baby. Six, three. three. (laughs) Wait, so what were your sprinkles overall, Chip? You got Miami, Oak State, Alabama. He's got everything. He's just spreading the Yeah, Miami, Oklahoma State, UNLV, Alabama, Louisville, Iowa. You guys can't do this. Is basically just a Hail Mary. Yeah. It's not real money well, on yeah, the line. Duh. It isn't fair. This is the kennel. Just all the dogs. Um, isn't Oklahoma Iowa? State more hilarious than Iowa? Well, all right. Ooh. So I thought about this one. Oklahoma State has the Texas falling on, stepping on a rake, falling on its face, you know, side to it. It's Mike Gundy getting out there and just like getting everybody one last time. It's Oklahoma state went in the big 12 against the team. That's going to be Galt leaving. I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes into it, but do you know what else goes into it? How many teams would benefit from getting Texas out of the paint Mm -hmm. that when I ran the chipolytics on all these different scenarios of outcomes and determined all the different college football playoff rankings that would come from all those different scenarios, all the ones that had Oklahoma State over Texas were good news for Alabama. They were good news for Ohio State. You know, the, there's a, there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of that as well. Let me uh, let me see that notebook again. Yeah, Chipolitics. Is Chip being bought by Iowa, right? But oh Iowa's my goodness! Look, wow, at that. busted man. <laughs> it's great. I, I've got the same notebook. Iowa sends it to you every year. It's wonderful. Let's That's because you guys you guys do your FWA membership, don't you? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I should probably- and look who's on the cover. Number nine. Tori Hunter- Taylor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's worth it. That's why I pay the 50 bucks a year is just for the Iowa. We're notebook. going with all our swag. I'll just start drinking out of my ACC cup. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. Uh, Tom. Uh, I will just say this competition was a lot, could have been a lot different. I had both Washington State and Auburn last week, and if both those had cashed, Danny would be sweating bullets right now. Uh, for this week, I've got a lot of ground to make up because of it. Washington, plus 320. Miami of Ohio, plus 270. UNLV, plus 125, even though in real life I'm hedged to the gills on that one. Alabama, plus 195. And Louisville, plus 120. Which one of those... For both of you guys, would you bet Bama? Is that the one like you guys like? No, Louisville. Louisville. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Even better. <laughs> you asked. I was. I wouldn't have said it if you didn't ask. I think getting nearly two DK to one, receipts. Let's go save I, it, Jordan. All right. I do think getting Alabama two to one when Kirby's got a losing record in SEC championship games. That'd be the one where I think you've. You, you would like that's that's the bet and and that's i think georgia wins like you asked me to you know pick the game i didn't lock up a spread but in terms of value and sort of like the true idea of money line sprinkle like hell yeah i think that's good value on alabama it, it, who has won this game in this setting you know going up against georgia i think honestly like i didn't lock either up but i, I think i would rather have the alabama money line than the alabama spread because I do feel like Alabama either wins or loses by more than a touchdown. Touchdown. Yeah. I mean, did you say, like, they do have some of that pixie dust on them right now. Don't let that be a late game when Jalen Milrose coming off Gravedigger and driving with a chance to win in the same in. in the same building. Like, that's what he, I cannot believe I didn't think about this at the time. So you've got the penalty, which knocks them all the way back. And maybe I did mention it, but, like, it was just like, Tua taking the dumbass sack. Mm-hmm. Just, they've really been stressing the line of scrimmage to Jalen in practice all week. Like when he gets close to it, they just yell. No, <laughs> all right, Danny, did you know the rule? Like you cannot reestablish yourself behind the line of scrimmage once you cross it. Yeah, you guys knew that, right? Yeah, I've known that yeah. rule since I was like seven years old. And Packers QB Don Mikowski clearly crossed the line of scrimmage and threw a touchdown to beat the Bears. So that was like the first rule I really Wait, learned. But did he try to come back behind the line of scrimmage and then throw it? Uh, no, but that's when I first learned about the line of scrimmage rule for quarterbacks. Yeah, I've always known about it from the defender in pursuit that as soon as they cross it, then you're free to go. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like you. There's no longer the threat of the throw. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I do still love like one of my favorite things in this sport is the pump fake when you're five yards past the line of scrimmage yeah. and getting like the linebacker to bite on it because it's just hilarious. <laughs> uh, uh, Whoopsie Daisy King Calandria does it all the time. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's why he's a hero. Field, <laughs> all right, so uh, to review, buds on Miami Ohio plus two seventy. Uh, I've got six, including Miami Ohio, Oklahoma State, Alabama, UNLV, Louisville, and Iowa. Danny's just on UNLV, and Tom's got Washington, Miami Ohio. Ohio, UNLV, Alabama, and Louisville. And this Moneyline Sprinkle segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right. It's all out there. That's that's a, that's that's the competition, boys. 
Oh, yeah. Let's remind you that what we've got going on on Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Tune in to the CBS Sports SEC Watch Party featuring Ravens linebacker Roquan Smith this Saturday, December 2nd at 11 a.m. Eastern time, streaming live on CBS Sports Facebook. Pay attention to all the Cover 3 social media accounts on all different platforms. We'll be sure to get your attention and direct you where you need to be. It was great hanging out with Quinn and Williams last week. We're expecting it will be similarly entertaining for all involved with Roquan joining the party. Again, that is the CBS Sports SEC Watch Party featuring Ravens linebacker Roquan Smith looking ahead to Georgia and Alabama. Brought to you by Modelo, the mark of a fighter. We did not have a dentist uh, pick this week. No, Miss ain't playing. Right. That's true. <laughs> Dennis finished uh, 12 and 8 mm-hmm. on the year. Solid. Got to respect it. There you go. 60%. Teeth cleaning on the dentist. There we go. Lane, you got it. Buy one, get one this week only. <laughs> um, all right. Any any other like final predict? Right now, I'm, you know, we'll. You never know, but like right now, this this is sort of our last chance before we get back together on Saturday night to uh, to recap a busy championship weekend. So, any, any other final predictions or final thoughts? Uh, no prediction, but I will say thank you to all the listeners who have been posting their Spotify raps that listen to the country oh, yeah. and how many minutes yeah. they've listened. It's awesome to see, and we really appreciate you guys. The one guy had twelve thousand minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't we know we have an award. Minutes. We should have an award for whoever has the most minutes. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can rock with that. You get we'll to give them chips. Got check Saturday hoodie. No, no, this is a this is a one of one. <laughs> um, you get to have a Zoom with Danny Cannell. <laughs> <laughs> what if they don't want it? What if one of these people in the chat cursing me out? <laughs> Whoever had the most minutes listening to the Cover 3 podcast, you'll get the 30 minutes with TK. <laughs> Let us know. Holler at us in the DM. All right. Let's enjoy it, boys. And you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow him at Elliott 3 You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See ya.